kids, welcome back. It's the Walking Well Podcast, and I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Thanks for tuning in. It's March, and in March, we are talking about the power of being a woman, and um, I absolutely love this subject and this topic. Last week, we talked about the strength of a woman, the strength of women, um, and just really broke down kind of how indestructible women are and how God made us that way and um, encouraged each other to embrace our strength and Um, the uniqueness and the beauty that God has given us in that strength. And so today we're tackling another aspect of being a woman. And today I have a very special guest. My mom is here and that's always super exciting for me because um, she's a gym and I just think there's so much goodness, you know, obviously in her, duh. But um, my mom and I, we often talk and we joke and kind of not joke about recording our conversations because there's so much wisdom that tends to flow forth when the two of us get together and are able to sort of turn the wisdom of God and just kind of like, what about this and what about that? You know, I've been thinking and it's just really cool to see the little nuggets that the Lord kind of produces from that sort of iron sharpening iron. And so um, we've talked a lot about today's topic Um And I think she's just, uh, in a way, (laughs) a foremost authority on it. And I know it's something that she's passionate about. And um, so we're talking today about the influence of women, the influence of a woman. Um, And so to kick off, you know, our conversations about this usually kind of like flow from a place of either like frustration with how women are kind of like, yeah. Handling their influence. Often I think we talk we find ourselves talking about, you know, younger women and kind of how they find out that they have influence and kind of whatever unfolds after that, whether it's responsible or irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we often are, are I guess we often sort of just talk about like what responsibility we kind of have and this kind of like the um the almost like automatic influence that we just roll into life with. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times you you can kind of mark when a young girl has discovered her influence and oh, yeah. her pull, you know? Oh, yeah. And so um, maybe look, we just start with like defining like, what is that? What is that influence? That moment that um, women often kind of girls stumble upon <laughs> of like what that influence is. You know, we've, um, we've often talked about like, <clears throat> When um, a young girl finds her, uh, discovers her influences, you can always see it like when she notices that she can turn ahead of a young man. Mm -hmm. Um, And that to me begins the discovery of, oh, I have influence here. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also should intersect with, okay, how do I now I have I know I have influence, but how do I wield that influence but also you can you can even see um like I watch Taylor sometimes and how she moves with her friends and things like that mm-hmm. and and I see how much influence she has just in her little fourth grade class and I'm like wow but I don't think that she she has a revelation of oh wow I have influence mm-hmm. I think she just moves about loving people mm-hmm. and and she's got that kind of administrative gift and it's like <laughs> can you go here yeah. and you go there and we're all going to go and do this mm-hmm. um but she's not had that 
kind of aha moment like oh i have i have influence here i don't mm-hmm. think she has yet mm-hmm. um but when we talk about young girls and and realizing that they have influence it's kind of more of a coming into young womanhood mm-hmm. and recognizing that they're coming into their bodies and um for the most part that they're coming into their bodies and oh i can i can have the head of a a young man kind of turn as mm-hmm. I walk by mm-hmm. and he's just caught up and in, and in, in like intoxicated with just the essence of who I am physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the point at which I think that um, revelation hits, but also it's, it's, it's very important at that point. Also in prior to, to that, that um, we begin to train our young girls mm-hmm. how and what they're, how to wield that influence and what that influence is really for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tons of tons of talks and conversations mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, I think as you were talking, I was sort of thinking about kind of like my own coming awake, I guess, and realizing like, oh, I got pulled, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and even kind of noticing you know, I think probably maybe like middle school, early in middle school, um, noticing that other people or other girls were like, oh, she's got a flock of guys around her, you know, mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Guys just do dumb stuff and stay and she's not even, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of realizing that, ah, oh, you too have that superpower, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, I think for me in some sense, it, it feels like it almost makes you drunk with power. Like mm-hmm. you feel almost like a... You know, like a, I don't know. It's almost it. It does feel in a way like a kind of like a super strength, superpower kind of thing <laughs> that you get. Um, but you're also sort of inundated. I think you can be easily very reckless and very stupid because um, <laughs> you don't. You don't. You, you have, have no idea what you have in yeah, your head. Yeah, yeah. So as you were talking just now, what came to mind is a scripture about the Holy Spirit where we don't know where it comes from. And then it's like the wind, mm-hmm. you know, where it's born in the spirit, or like the wind, or like the know. wind, you don't know where it come from and then where, where it's going. Mm-hmm. And that's how influence is. Like you don't I mean, yes, we know influence comes from God. Cause mm-hmm. when we, when we kind of look back in the scriptures, we'll see kind of where it started in the garden. But like you think about power or influence, um, you, you don't really, see it Mm -hmm. so you don't see its origins Mm -hmm. you don't know where it's really going but you can see the effects just like the wind for sure you can see the you don't know where the wind started Mm -hmm. and you don't know where the wind is going but you can see the effects of the wind Mm -hmm. and influence and power are like that because it's um you can't you don't see it's an intangible Mm -hmm. um it's an intangible thing, but you can see the effects of power and influence. Mm-hmm. Like for a woman or why, uh, I'm sorry, for um, a mother and wife, mm-hmm. you can see the effects of her influence in her children. Mm-hmm. You can see the effects of her influence in her husband. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't see it, but you see the effects mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like one of those word kind of people. Like I try to understand, get an understanding for for how things work and like what words mean. So mm-hmm. I have this little trusty Dusty Noah Webster, I think 1864, 69 dictionary. And so I looked up the word influence and it says one of the definitions was the pow- a power whose operation is invisible and known only by its effects. Mm-hmm. So as we were talking about that, I'm like that, that definition um, hit me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's just like the scripture talks about 
Uh, we we say in the natural the wind, but mm-hmm. also how um, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that's an interesting thing mm-hmm. because we're talking about women, mm-hmm. and we're talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> the influence of a woman mm-hmm. and her effects on those around her. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look back in the scriptures, because I always go back to. What was God's original intent? Let's mm-hmm. go back. Everything. You can trace like everything. Everything back to in the garden mm-hmm. and then discover kind of what was God's original intent when he created woman, when he created man, when he created marriage, when he created a family. And when you look at Eve, mm-hmm. the mother of all living, mm-hmm. she obviously was created with tons of influence. Immense influence. Tons of influence. How in the world could God tell a man, mm-hmm. give instructions directly. to a man and a woman directly? Yeah. He gave instructions to them directly. And here this woman comes with a piece of fruit that God has said don't partake of. Mm -hmm. Explicitly stated. Explicitly, he said. Explicitly. (laughs) Do not eat of it. Mm -hmm. Do not eat of this tree. Mm -hmm. And here she comes, toting this piece of fruit to her husband, who had the instruction from God, who had the command from God. He didn't question her. Mm -mm. He just ate. Mm -hmm. Now... The God of all creation mm-hmm. said not to. But here comes this woman with all of this influence who then brings a piece of fruit mm-hmm. to her husband and he partakes of it. We see the same thing with Samson and Delilah. Mm-hmm. I, and it just makes me go, what in the world? Like, what is that? Like, when God started kind of, sh- when I started seeing this this thing kind of repeat over and over again, I'm like, what in the world would make a man who has explicit instructions for how he's supposed to carry carry himself and how what he's supposed to partake of and not partake of. Then a woman shows up on the scene. Delilah asked Samson three times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, what what is the secret of your strength? Mm-hmm. What is the secret of your strength? And I'm like, Man, are you dumb? What like what is really <laughs> do you dumb? not is have a stupid? brain? Because <laughs> yeah. you you heard her ask you three on three separate occasions, mm-hmm. what is the source of your strength? And each time you realize that. It was a woman. It was this woman mm-hmm. who had basically set you up, but you kept giving her, you kept kind of hanging out with her, kept kind of hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see that, that influence and in both those, and uh, on both those occasions, is an example of, you know, a woman not using her influence for good, mm-hmm. but just looking at, you know, what, like it intrigued me. I'm like, what is it about a woman mm-hmm. that would make a man go against everything that God had ordained for him Mm -hmm. and go in a total opposite direction. Yeah. I think (laughs) it's funny because, you know, again, like as we're talking as, as per usual. Yeah. um, Like, I think I've always felt that being a woman was a big deal. Like that there was like, we were some sort of secret power, Uh I guess. But, uh, but even more than that, you know, as again, that kind of like connection to the spirit, you know, and that you don't, you don't see the spirit, but you see the effects of the spirit. Right. You don't see the wind, but you definitely, like, it's March, you know. And so to see the wind blow, I know it's windy because I right. hear it outside and, I, you know, the building is creaking. And so you you hear and see the effects of the wind. 
but that having influence as a woman is just that same way, which is so interesting because um, I'm obsessed <laughs> with um, the kind of connection that the scriptures make between the Holy Spirit's influence and the way that women are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the phrase, and I do, I am not a Bible scholar. There we and, go. I know where you're going. <laughs> right. I go am not it. a Bible scholar. I also do not speak Hebrew, so I could be butchering this deeply and terribly and grossly. But I believe the phrase is, Either Kinegdo, maybe mm-hmm. it's one of those two, but it's kind of like it's um, it's it's used in the scriptures to refer to a woman, right? I think in the garden, but also to God in a lot of the Psalms where it talks about like help in the nick of time or right. like life saving help. Um, right. That that same phrase is used for God as well as women, and that that's the potency that we're dealing with here. That right. like it's huge. It's, it's something a big serious. Deal. It's something serious, yes. you know? And I, and then as you were talking also, I, I thought about some of the like little anecdotal phrases. Um, the hand that rocks the cradle, the cradle rules the nation. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, Beyonce even who runs the world. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea girls. of, like, right. Girls. <laughs> we all know the answer, <laughs> but just this idea that like, while women may not be at the forefront in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. they are the movement. Yeah. You know, they are the energy. They are the motor behind so much of life. The energy, the motor, the rudder. Mm, very much so the rudder. Right. Very much so the rudder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for good or bad. For good or bad. And that's the thing. I'm like, in our flesh, in our carnal lower nature as women, we are master manipulators. Again, See, just watch just watch a bunch of little girls out on the playground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on, guys. You guys are with me. We don't like her today. Master manipulators mm-hmm. in our lower nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what God intends for us, it's just like um, strength. Strength is for service. Yeah. Power, 15. influence is for service. Mm-hmm. That's good. So in our flesh, yes, master manipulator. All day long. All day long. All day long, master manipulator. But are you going to use your influence to serve the people around you? Mm -hmm. Are you going to use your influence to benefit the people around you? Mm -hmm. Is your house going to benefit from your positive influence? Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to submit all of those, um, all your lower nature so that God can use and move your house forward mm-hmm. in the people around you. Mm-hmm. One of the, um, when you're talking, I thought about how it's almost like for women to pick up our cross means to submit this raw, untamed strength to, to, to yield it and wield it um, in a redeemed manner. You right. know, I think about like, you know, we talk about break, you know, break me, Lord. And a lot of times people think like, oh, you know, like that means like God has y'all busted up and you're just like on the floor crying and snotty and, you know, disgusting because God did something to break you. But really when the scriptures talk about breaking you or, or when people refer, what God intended was, you know, you coming under his yoke of mm-hmm. submission. Um, and, you know, I I don't know why I thought of this movie when you were talking, but I thought about um, Spirit, the little stallion movie, the cart, it's a cart, it's an mm-hmm. animated movie, mm-hmm. um, but that he could, he was like, you're not going to ride me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ride me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ride me. Mm-hmm. But then he eventually came up, you know, against someone whose spirit was equal to his. And it was like, all right, I will, I will lower my shoulder and allow you to ride me. Um, uh, and I'll submit to your yoke. And I think that's ultimately like the goal in having this amazing raw and tame strength, you mm-hmm. know, all this influence. It's to come up under the Lord's yoke and use that, like you said, for for serving the people around you. That it's not for 
um, your lusts. It's not for you to have control over people and to dominate. It's not for you to dominate. And that's something like, you know, as we're talking about women, I want to make sure that we're that we're very clear. Mm -hmm. We're talking about women. We're not like um, what's the phrase that I'm looking for? We're not male bashers by any stretch of the imagination. We understand that there's partnership Mm -hmm. um, that God intended for partnership between man and woman. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're just focusing on the essence of a woman, the influence of a Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. here. Um, One of my favorite all time, like all time favorite women in the Bible is Deborah Mm -hmm. or Deborah. (laughs) Depends on what camp you come from. If you're American, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Deborah, um, because... First of all, she was a female judge. She was one of the only female judges that we know of in scripture, um, able to rule over Israel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, imagine what kind of woman she had to be to be able to rule over the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was able to rule over the nation of Israel. But when Barack came to her... Um, not Obama. Not... There was one before him. Not Barack Obama. (laughs) Um, But when when Barack came to her, he said that he already had already had the word from God. He already Mm -hmm. had the word from God that, you know, you go into battle, you're going to win. But his deal was, you know what? I'm not going without you. Mm -hmm. What kind of influence must Deborah have had? Mm -hmm. What kind of woman who has submitted her influence and purpose to to have her influence used to serve the people around her mm-hmm. that this man who was a military military general decided you know what I'm not going into battle without her influence mm-hmm. I'm not going into battle without her her wisdom I'm not going into battle without her steady hand you know um but she's one of my one of my all-time just favorites just mm-hmm. all-time favorites reading the story over in judges chapter 16 Judges, sorry, chap- Four? Judges chapter six. Six. Mm-hmm. There we go. We read the Bible. We do read the Bible. <laughs> Sixteen was Delilah. Sorry, you mm. can read that one too. You and know, kind of see the flip side of that. But um, I wanted to go back to your strength is for um, for servanthood. Um, and it's like, okay, so how do I get there? How do I? I find myself. Um, what? Well, yeah. I grew up in the house. Uh, I grew up watching very strong women. Mm-hmm. My mother is a very, I believe, is a very strong woman. <laughs> um, my grandmother, who, um, I mean, just just strong women. And so it's you know it's like okay, I got to get this done. I'm gonna put it on my back. Okay, I have this problem come up against me. I'm gonna throw it on my back. And I watched them, you know, take situations. And it's like okay, this has to go here. That has to go here. That has to go there. And sometimes, you know, you, you in 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 that mm-hmm. influence, like I said, we can be massive manipulators. I think about my own life. I have to be careful that I don't I don't try to take situations by the horns mm-hmm. or, or certain situations and cir- circumstances to try to manipulate them and and have mm-hmm. them go the yeah, way that way. I want them to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's a constant dying mm-hmm. and a constant yielding. Okay, God. What do you want in this situation? Okay, God, what do you want for my kid right here? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you want for this person mm-hmm. that I'm here to serve? Mm-hmm. Um, and not, what is it that I want to get out of mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. It's it's that constant relinquishing your interest in the outcome and discovering what God wants for the people that you're to serve, mm-hmm. for the people um, whose lives God has entrusted you with to benefit them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's that, again, picking up your cross daily, Mm -hmm. dying to yourself, Mm -hmm. exercising yourself in godliness. What do the scriptures say here? Trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Allowing that that to roll on you and your influence because you cannot wield your influence Mm -hmm. without knowing what God would have for a situation, a circumstance, or for a person. Mm So when you, you run out of gates all headstrong, like, I'm going to do this, and this is the way it's going to go, and I'm going to manipulate this so it, it works to my benefit or to my kid's benefit, mm-hmm. that is not that is not what God, mm-hmm. that is not the purpose of your influence. Mm-hmm. Your, the purpose of your influence is so that God can use you mm-hmm. to influence the people around you, yeah. to have an effect, a positive, a godly effect on the people around you. Yeah. I think about how... <laughs> Mm, Proverbs, yeah. I think about Proverbs and how often Proverbs will talk about, like, it is better to dwell on the corner of a roof than with a nagging, controlling wife. It's better to, you know, have a deal with a leaky faucet for the rest of your life than to have to share your home, you know, and and all of that. And just speaking to, like, how, or I think I love one of my favorite verses in Proverbs is uh, Proverbs 14.1, where it talks about a wise woman builds her house up, Um, a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands, and just, like, you have the ability to create hell or heaven in your home. Heck yeah. You know? All day long. All You just, like, that's when you said rudder, I think that's really what it was like. Yeah, the direction. You really can control the direction, influence the direction um, of of whatever you put your hands to. But man, you know what? And... and, and did I hop into one of your verses? It's, you, you, you sure did. <laughs> you sure did. You, you hopped into my very first verse that I had. But... You cannot build a house without constant, continual connection with the Father. Mm-hmm. And I know, like when people, and this just just hear hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. When people, because what they see is fruit. Mm-hmm. When they see fruit on a March tree, when they see fruits fruit in our house, hear my heart. When when people see fruit. They go, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, constant fellowship and communion with the Father, prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's not a super spiritual answer. Right. It is, it is, practically. it is practically, <laughs> I it is what I, I have done. Mm-hmm. And not, not saying what I've done, meaning I, this is what I built with my own hands. Mm-hmm. No, this is, this is a life. This is. Me walking with the father going, again, like I just said, what do you want from my kid here? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to make sure I don't I don't come in and try to get Lonnie to do what I want him to do? She's throwing but, out names. These are family members. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, that's hubby. Um, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And laying, laying my... Oh, being honest about what's in my heart, first mm-hmm, of all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, God, you know, because uh, I know you see that all that mm-hmm. all that stuff going on right there in my heart. You know, you can see that little crevice where it's a little dark over there because mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards, let me see how I can manipulate this. Let me see how I can play a chess game and get what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is constant communion, cost, constant fellowship, constant communication with the Father. And... Submitting yourself, being a submitted servant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is not about me, God. This is about what you want for this mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. This is about what you want for this man. This is about what you want for these kids mm-hmm. because they're all yours, anyways. But you have to come to that place of total submission to Him. It's like an open hand. 
you've given me the the power to influence my family um where um their 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 lives are colored by my influence mm-hmm. y'all's lives are colored by my kids my kids lives are colored by my influence and so i have to be very i mean it's a precious 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 <laughs> privileged huge responsibility and I don't, I don't take it lightly, but I realize how much influence I have. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm constantly submitting that to God. Okay, God, what do you, again, what do you want here? How do you want this done? Because it's about what he wants. Mm-hmm. It's not about what I, want. what I desire. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God knows what my desires are in my heart. But I, first and foremost, it's about what he wants for this family. Yeah. As you were talking, like, it made me think about, like, what are the moments that I feel tempted and catapulted into manipulating or controlling situations. And it's really this place of like, I'm spiritually underdeveloped and, and I'm afraid. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that I'm going to miss out. I'm afraid that I'm not going to have my way. I'm going to, I'm afraid that if I don't make a move, it won't happen for me. Um, if I don't vie for my position in this space, I won't have it, you know, and it takes spiritual muscle. One, you said this phrase earlier to relinquish your interest in the outcome, because I think like, I when it when I when I feel tempted to manipulate it it doesn't take strength to do that. It's really mm-hmm. I know I'm leaning to my my weakness. I know I'm I'm leaning to my lower nature. Right. Um when you talk about, you know, okay God, I'm going to take my hands off of it and trust you. Yeah. That's then when you can, you know, you talked about letting the word roll on you. I thought about I like envisioned doing like sit-ups with a weight sitting on your stomach, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. that's a resistance against your natural inclination right. that, okay, for me to just do what I want to do, you know, I can just pop up and sit up and do whatever I want. But right. um, for me to take on the yoke of, of the word and to go, all right, what is it that you want? I'm going to lay down what I want and, and, and believe in your good heart for me that right. you will take care of me, that you will take care of my interests, my desires, you know, my kids, my work, my job, you know, that, and that's sowing to your spirit. Like Romans right. 8 talks about, you sow your flesh, you're going to reap of your flesh. Right. So for you to sow manipulation and control is sowing to your flesh and you're only going to reap death in that. Right. Um, you're never going to grow in that way. Cause I, I, I kind of wanted to think about, or to sort of talk about what's the damage that's done in the whole choosing to not um, let the word roll on you. And I think, you know, you don't see growth. You don't get to see your faith built. You don't get to see how good God's heart is for you. You don't get mm-hmm. to see how God comes through for you. You mm-hmm. stay weak, really. Um, and and then those that are then connected, connected to you, to you yeah. don't reap the benefit of the fruit um, of you deferring and right. relinquishing your interest and seeing God come through for you big time like he wants to. Yeah, I think about um, because of the setting in which... Um, I work, I have opportunity to talk to moms, women often, but particularly moms. And it, it sometimes grieves me how, um, we can take our kids and pluck our kids out of situations because we want something. We see something Mm -hmm. that we think we want for them Mm -hmm. or that they might want, Mm -hmm. um, Without consulting the father. Mm-hmm. Again, that differing. And not saying that, you know, you're going to run shipwreck, but I'm like, you could, you could very well take your kid out of the will of God mm-hmm. because you see something else that you want for them. Mm-hmm. Somewhere short sighted to know somewhere else down the road. Mm-hmm. And you haven't taken the time to sit before God 
to see what his desire is. Mm-hmm. But you then use your influence to make a move mm-hmm. that God never intended for you to make for your, your kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. This is not about what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is about what God desires for this for this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a hopefully a very simple example of I take my influence and I do what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I do. Okay. For example, I, and let me, let me, mm, let me, let me talk about just kind of where we live in terms of like the sports arena mm-hmm. at a small school. Hu- husband is head coach, small football team. You look and go, you know what? My kid would be better served over there. Because I want my kid to get a, a college scholarship. But what if your kid called, what if God called your kid to this small school mm-hmm. and he's going to work whatever he wants to work in them mm-hmm. to get them where, where he wants them to be. Mm-hmm. But instead of relinquishing your interest in the outcome and settling, settling down, not settling, mm-hmm. but settling down and anchoring down where God has called you mm-hmm. and called your kid, you use your influence to manipulate situations mm-hmm. to get them where you think they need to be mm-hmm. instead of submitting that to the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge. Cause I'm like, you again, you can pluck your kid out of the will of God. Mm-hmm. Not that God can't come and find them. Right, right, right. Cause I don't think, I mean, God is a good, good father. Mm-hmm. So he's going to, he's going to hedge off wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you may not experience God's best in that season mm-hmm. because now God's got to kind of rearrange, not so much rearrange cause God sees around the corner. Um, but it's, I, it's just important that in our influence in the things, the thing that the gift of influence that God has given us, that we submit that to him mm-hmm. and that we are submitted servant because we serve the people around us with mm-hmm. our influence so mm-hmm. that they can find their way to what, to God's best in their lives. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. That made me think of so many life choices and decisions that I've made where I can never think of it. I can't think of a time where I like chose manipulation and control and it didn't blow back in my face. Oh, <laughs> like I just, there's not one, like I can always go, mm, yeah, bucked against the, the grace and the flow and decided I was going to try to engineer something and I burnt up my hands, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think about the decisions that I did make where it was like, mm, I would like, I think about college, you know, I wanted to go one place and didn't want to go to the place where the open door was. And if I had been so dogged about, you know, no, 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 I don't want to go there. I want to go here. I mean, God just knew. And I think about all the confirmation that came from going, all right, that's the open door, not my first choice or my eighth. I'm going to walk through it and see. And it was just like time. I met some of my best friends there and I got plugged in and got trained up in ministry a little bit there. And, you know, just all the things that lined up. And it was like, that's goodness. I hadn't planned for myself. Right. And then to think about, you know, like, okay, what if I had finagled my way into the direction that I initially wanted to go? I'd have been eight hours from home. I maybe had tons of debt, you know, all of the things that would have happened because I violated wisdom in that sense. Right. Um, so do you have like any like practical, like you talked really practically, but like any sort of tips for what can we do right now to sort of like use our influence well in the service of others? Well, you know, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, Deborah is one of my favorites um, in the Bible. And I, and I was thinking, I'm like, you know, who, who is it that is a very good example of somebody, I say very good, but I don't know this person personally, 
um, of somebody that uses their influence well. Mm-hmm. And I think I, the first person that came to mind was Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she has influence. And what you see, again, I don't know her personally because right. I don't know her personal life. Right. We're not endorsing I'm not. Yeah, really. I'm not a, endorsing <laughs> America's pastor or anything right. like that. <laughs> Make a female pastor <laughs> that wears pants. And oh my gosh! And leaves. <laughs> but when you see her, she's always, from what we see, she's using her influence in the service to, of others. to yeah, in the service of others to better other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of Oprah's favorite things. You go on a on a show or whatever, and, and she's blessing people with books and whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's using her influence for good. Mm-hmm. Um, but practically, again, it. I am a prayer. Mm-hmm. I am a prayer. I am a prayer. I am a prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's nothing in my life, nothing good that has not come from a place of prayer. Mm. Um, develop a prayer life. Mm. Develop. develop yeah develop (laughs) develop a prayer life um and you break that down yes i know right and how did i know (laughs) i was i was like the holy spirit is like unpack that unpack that i'm like man do we have that amount of time um you can give us the abridged version or an example of how you started okay so i just just a real quick example hopefully um you are first, firstborn, and I'm just I'm, I'm talking to wives and mothers and just women, period. But I'm gonna talk from a, from a motherly perspective. Um, you are firstborn. Yeah, you were the setup. You, I mean, you were <laughs> I was, easy. I was the easy kid. I was the bait and switch. You baby. were yes. You were easy, man. You were easy. We told you no one time. Like you self corrected or whatever. Oh, easy. Just easy. And then comes along Lonnie March the third. And this kid was a total opposite of you. Like, I, at that point, I realized, I'm like, you know what? The male and the female brain is really, really different. Um, and and I, I went grabbing for books and magazines, parenting magazines, Someone parenting helped. books. I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me. Help me. And I, that's what I did. I'm like, I went to the Father. I'm like, God, you have, when we're talking about prayer mm-hmm. and something practical. I'm like, you have a blueprint for this kid's life. Mm-hmm. You gave him to me, but you have the blueprint for his life. You gave him to us, but you have the blueprint for his life. Mm-hmm. So please show me the direction mm-hmm. that we're supposed to go with him. Mm-hmm. Please show. And then it was, and that's a, con- <laughs> it's, a yeah. it, it's an ongoing thing to this day. <laughs> I was going to say still today. <laughs> it is. I mean, with all of y'all, but yeah. I, I think about it, Like if you read the story of when Samson was born, his dad, mm-hmm. Manoah mm-hmm. and his mother, when the angel came to talk to them about Samson before Samson was born, mm-hmm. Manoah, his father went, okay, could, could you tell us on two occasions? He's like, can you tell us how we're supposed to raise this kid? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about, oh, God going to finally give us a kid. God's going to finally give us a child. And we just going to raise him haphazardly and just do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. No, tell us how we're supposed to raise him. So when I say prayer, the constant sitting, sitting down quietly, you and God developing a relationship because mm-hmm. um, he, again he's the creator of all things he is the source of everything every good and perfect gift S- sit and talk to him I started off talking to God riding the car at 6 o'clock in the morning going to my job by myself just I'm like okay God if this thing is real 
I'm a, like, I'm riding the car by myself. It's like 5.30, 5.45 in the morning. I'm going to pretend you're sitting in the seat next to me. And you and I going to converse on my way to work every mm-hmm. day. That was my commitment. And that there began like a, a just this, this relationship between me and God that continues mm-hmm. to this day. So prayer is, you know, and I, and I it, it bothers me when people make prayer this, this, I got to be down on my knees and my eyes are got to be closed. No, man. It's like talking to God cons- like constantly about the things that are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Prayer. First thing. Um, the second thing, again, is relinquishing your interest in whatever the outcome of mm-hmm. whatever thing it is that it's that's water, attached to you. That doing, yeah. That's attached to you. Mm-hmm. So whether it is. You know, your kids, whether it is um, your co-workers, whether it's a project, whatever it is, God, what do you want here? Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's it's about his kingdom coming, his will being done. I don't remember seeing anywhere in the scripture where it talks about our will being done. It's about God's will being done. Mm-hmm. So everything starts with prayer. And then you relinquish your interest in the outcome. You submit yourself. You mm-hmm. submit yourself to what God wants. Um, and then God can, can take your superpower, your influence. Mm-hmm. And use it to benefit the people around you because people are going to be marked by your influence. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be colored. The people in your house are going to be colored by your influence. And those who come in contact with you, those people who come to you for counsel, mm-hmm. guess what? They're going to be transformed by your influence, whether good or bad. Mm-hmm. So whatever kind of interaction they have with you, where they come into you for counsel, they're going to be transformed. Good or bad, mm-hmm. one way or the other, mm-hmm. and so it's up to you to have that constant. You know, when I'm talking to people and people come to me and ask me questions about whatever, there's always an internal check, a, a pause, so mm-hmm. I can hear what God is saying before I open my mouth and start speaking. Because remember, we did that one on a, you know, how mm-hmm. I used to be a big yep. mouth, yep, yep, and yep. I would just let stuff flow, and there was Say no, yeah. you know, no bridling of the tongue or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer, submitting. And then taking a, taking a pause and allowing God to show you, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is what I have for this person. And then you're just, you just become a distribution mm-hmm. center of what God desires for the people around you. Yeah. Was that simple enough? Yes. I mean, I was just thinking, I was like, I have nothing to add. <laughs> like, those are the things like, that I do. I don't mean <clears throat> to make it. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But yeah, no, that's... Be, because it's. You know, people want to talk about super, you know, you want to be super spiritual. No, that's the, that's the spirit life. That's Mm -hmm. the spirit filled life. And that's the life that I live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what you're called to. That's what I'm called to. I think, um, as we wrap up, it made the, when we first started talking, the phrase that came to mind was, um, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Cause that's, it's like, you do, you have great power, but with that, you have to be extra responsible responsible. and that requires you training yourself into godliness like you got this super sharp weapon you learn how to use it and you need to learn how to use it so that you're not cutting up people around you but that you are able to protect them you're able to serve them and to care for them and to protect them so yeah so so good thanks for having me again i'm glad you had me back yes you are a repeat uh (laughs) guest you didn't offend too badly the first time so i was like let's bring her back on (laughs) it's a gift and a joy and a gem so y'all i hope you enjoyed this we're going to continue the month of march talking about 
the power of women, the power of being a woman. And um, I just hope you I hope you got something. I hope it was good. I obviously always love sort of these kind of conversations with the women and people in my life that I just think are are gifts. So I pray that you were blessed and felt gifted by the conversation. Um, as always, guys, you can totally um, email your questions, email your thoughts. Um, if you just wanted to drop in and say, hey, I love it. The Walking Well Podcast at gmail.com is where you can do that. Um, I think it's the Walking Well Podcast. Might be Walking Well Podcast. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes again. And if you haven't, please rate um, the podcast however you listen. We are now on Spotify, guys. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So you can listen on Spotify. You can listen um, on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on the Google Play Store. Yeah, boy. Everywhere worldwide. <laughs> you know, we're out Hello, there. Boy. Right. So rate it, <laughs> share it, like it, subscribe if you haven't. Um, yeah, I'm loving life. Hope you're loving life. Uh, make it an amazing week. Love you guys. Bye.